All right, so welcome back to Stick a Fork in It. You know, we've got a, a couple, we've got a lot of people on the show today, yes. actually. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a full house. We've got a full family. We've got uh, we've got our teammates. So uh-huh. we've got the Cole family uh, on today. And I know that they have been just a hugely inspirational group. You know, between uh, between Jason, Amy, Stella, Grayson, like just a lot of personality and so much loving care. So much like yes. uh, unconditional love for uh, each other, for the community, for just trying to do good in the world. And the kids are adorable. <laughs> and we're invited out to dinner. Yes, that's true. You that's and I. true. They did uh, invite us around the table as, uh, yeah. yeah. We, inv- we had them around mm-hmm. ours. Mm-hmm. They were going to have us around theirs yeah. at their favorite restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and we got to learn a lot about, you know, um, the basically how they got so many of the uh, their peers from Corbett Elementary to yes. kind of come along and help them uh, with the mission of ending hunger. Um and, you know, we got to learn more about how kids can get involved in Feeding Tampa Bay. You know, yeah. our teammates, Kate and Chelsea, talking about our uh, affinity groups, kids of all ages coming yeah. in, getting involved, you know, learning about things like uh, financial literacy and giving back to the community. Like, a lot of good stuff in this episode. Yeah. So if you have a family, if you're planning on a family, mm-hmm. um, you need to listen to this podcast. Yeah. And the one thing that I took of it, took out of it is um, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just for your family. It's true. Yeah. It's the way we're going to change the world, people. And uh, <laughs> this family has got it going on. They do. So yeah. enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Ev, it's a favorite yeah, time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We have teammates joining we do. the show. Lots of them. <laughs> but today, we have lots of them, but yeah. today... <laughs> We have mm-hmm. Chelsea mm-hmm. and Miss Kate joining us yeah. um, on our development team, and mm-hmm. uh, they run some pretty amazing programs. Yeah. Welcome, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So <laughs> excited to have you. And we uh, just wrapped up talking to a rock star family uh, that Kate kind of pushed out there mm-hmm. um, that has done just amazing things. Um, and they're part of our affinity groups. Right? right? Yes, correct. So tell us, like we, years ago, before you guys were on board, we, we attempted affinity groups. Yeah, I remember. Right? Yeah. Right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we did all right. Yeah. We did good. <laughs> it was okay. But then you two came in. So tell <laughs> us what they are now. Sure. So um, I will give the little bit of history, if that's okay. Oh, I would love that. Um, so the affinity groups were a wonderful idea. They, unfortunately, though, were kicked off at the very end of 2019, right before the pandemic. Mm. So, you know, when it hit that, they all became virtual. And what we've really realized is that being in person with these groups is so important. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they've been able to grow in that way. But um, right now we have three that are offered. We have one for young kids called our Change Makers Program, which is kids ages five to 10 years old. We have one for high schoolers, which is called Catalyst. Mm -hmm. um, And then one for um, college enrolled students in the Tampa Bay area called our Student Ambassadors Group. So, um, pretty large range there, but the whole point of them, the whole point behind them is to get young people involved in our mission and kind of send those leaders back out into the community to, you know, continue talking about food insecurity and, you know, the services that we offer, but also how to combat food insecurity in right. our and understanding it. I yeah. love the whole kids mm-hmm. helping kids. Like mm-hmm. it's so moving to me, even back in 2019, when we were starting that, um, we had a young man that started a garden at his school, and it mm-hmm. happened to be one of my son's high school oh, nice. um, because he saw kids not being able to eat. So, you know, the kids are out there. We just need to educate them, right? Mm-hmm. So start with change makers. What just explain, right, the dynamic of what is change makers? Who do you guys see there? When is it scheduled? 
You want to take it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So our Change Makers program happens concurrently with our family nights. So that is on the first Friday of every month. Um, and basically, it's a come as you can program. So if families see, come across our Change Makers page on the website, they can sign up their kids. Um, we'll get an email and send them out a registration packet with some fun activities and coloring pages and things like that. Um, and then if they can sign up for our family nights, which sometimes can be a little bit difficult because they're super popular and there's they a limited are, yeah. amount of spaces. It's um, our turn. It's our kind of first Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I will say a little uh, sneak peek for what's to come. When we have our new building, higher capacity, we're hoping to expand this program to more than just one day a month. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Plus, we will be able bit to fit more people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right? So we're limited out there for what we can do in the classroom space, but our new building is going to be just amazing mm-hmm. for I, I was at the new building today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hard hat, the whole get up. <laughs> it is literally as far as you can see. Oh my gosh. That's good news. Can you imagine? <laughs> First Fridays are going to be a rocking party. We're going to be getting our steps yeah. in in the new building for sure. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what I said. I said, you know, this is downstairs and this is where the downstairs office is. And way over there is where Rhonda and her team are. And I'm like, so if I got to talk to hey, Ron, yeah. I'm like, job. I'm getting your work yeah. Yeah. Right. But the good news with that is we can have more families mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then add additional nights, which is huge. Exactly. Right. So you, they, they're interested. You send them. You engage with them right away. Mm-hmm. You give them gifts of coloring pages mm-hmm. and information like that to learn from. What happens when they get here? <laughs> We're like, Who's gonna In unison, that was like Let's just say it together. One, two, three. Um, I don't know if we could go that far with this. Take turns. Go back All right. Okay. So, so when the families get here, um, they first start out, you know, of course, with our orientation, just like any normal volunteer shift. But we do some stuff to make it a little bit more engaging for the kids. So um, during the volunteer shift, we have golden cans that are hidden in the sorting area. And if they find them, they get little prizes. Um, but the real pull of the night for our Change Makers program is the lessons that we do. Um, so we rotate on different lessons. We have ones on financial literacy, leadership, nutrition, and food banking. Or food insecurity in general. Um, so tonight, you want to share what we're doing tonight at our family night? Yeah, so <laughs> since it's July, we're going to be doing like a barbecue budgeting workshop. So they're going to be planning their own barbecue per se nice. um, with $400 each uh, just wow. to target the financial <laughs> literacy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What we try to do in all the lessons is have them fall under one of four categories, which are uh, financial literacy, nutrition, leadership, and then just general food banking mm-hmm. information. So um, yeah, this one's our financial literacy one, which can get a little bit tough because the age range is uh, five through ten. Yeah, I would say I like, say, yeah, but so you know, yeah, yeah. it's it, that's the fun part of it though. <laughs> the challenge and the fun part is trying to make it palatable for yeah that age range. Yeah. Um, but it ends up working out. Sometimes we come up with lesson plans and we're like, I don't know, if this is like gonna take well, but yeah. they surprise us all the time. Yeah. They really do. We, I mean, step for up. tonight's yeah. activity in general, um, I know this is gonna air later. So That's okay. Yeah. Thinking about it for <laughs> July's family night activity, we're you know not only doing the financial literacy, but for the little little kids who can't really grasp that, mm-hmm. we also have like a craft associated with gotcha. it. So that's like we try to make it fun and again palatable for right. all yeah. these different ages. So right. yeah. yeah. 
And then I saw the candy jar. You got to guess the candy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes. That is always fun. That, I don't care how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic they parents. also, they get the whole jar of candy. Oh, so we're wow. trying to make the jar a little smaller <laughs> these yeah. days. The parents like, why would you do <laughs> yeah. this? Like, no. Inflation yeah. is hit. <laughs> I was jar shopping the other day and I, there was one that was like eight ounces and I was like, ah, I want the parents to keep coming back after <laughs> this. Thanks yeah. for sugar in my make kid it a little oh, small. Man. It's something that we started on the first family night when we first brought them back in I want to say 2020 mm-hmm. like at the end of 2020 we brought them back and it just has never <laughs> gone away it's become a fan favorite I think of the course. kids would revolt if oh, we geez. took away yeah. the guess how many contests <laughs> right and then do you have regulars like do you have families yes. that come every month on first Friday yeah so um, the Coles are a great example yeah. of those people they've yeah. been joining us for over a year now I want to say um, and we have quite a few families who come all the time like Chelsea said before they do get filled up pretty quickly yeah. um, but those regular families you know make it a point to reach out to us and say can you squeeze us in that sort yeah. of thing and yeah. um, it's really great it's become a really good community of people here every month and it's been really nice getting to know all of them yeah. so I will add on to that in January we were thinking of new ideas for different affinity groups and how we can make them a little bit more involved with maybe like families who don't come to every family night so we started implementing something we call the change makers take home packet mm-hmm. so it kind of summarizes what we do in our lessons maybe the month's theme and things like that so when families come in on the first Friday of the night they can get like a hard copy of that but mm-hmm. also we send them out to anyone who's registered for the change makers program so Very kind of nice so they don't one. miss out yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow, yeah. you guys are thinking of everything <laughs> we try <laughs> yeah. that's amazing <laughs> so no one feels left out even if they can't make it they mm-hmm. still get a, a lowdown in mm-hmm. the activities mm-hmm. to be able to do at home, which of course makes them want to come the next day yeah, so sure. they can do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's our next level from change makers? Mm-hmm. The next one is our Catalyst program, which um, Chelsea actually played a huge part in bringing to life. Uh, it was one that was on the back burner for quite a while, so I'll let you take that one, talk yeah. about it a little bit. So I started uh, at Feeding Tampa Bay last August, um, and so student ambassador programs and changemakers were already up and running, and uh, we were kind of had a set schedule with that. Um, I was super excited about Catalyst because it felt like a really creative opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in high school, I did a lot of different summer leadership programs, and those are friendships that have lasted through uh, throughout college and like into my adulthood life now. So I was really excited to kind of make a high school leadership program from the start. Um, and so when I brought the idea to Kate, we were thinking of different ways that um, we can make it the most impactful, mm-hmm. and then also like, actually work out for high school students. So Mm -hmm. we kind of um, make it once a week. It's a seven-week program. Um, It's going on right now. We just had our third meeting. And uh, basically, it's like a merge between the Changemakers program and the Student Ambassador program. So they have a little bit more responsibility, obviously, than the Changemakers, (laughs) um, but a little bit less than the Student Ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also get the frequent Wednesday meetings to kind of foster now, that Do they volunteer at that time or is it a set time? So yes. it's a volunteer shift and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where it's similar to change makers yeah. where they come in, they do a volunteer shift and then the lessons are all kind of centered around some of the same things as the change makers but of course kind of advanced to you know a high school student's um, level of learning. 
Um, but with the, this program, the Catalyst program and the Student Ambassador program, there's a higher emphasis on advocacy. Mm-hmm. So a lot more going into one of their requirements is that they have to do social media posts um, or do other advocacy efforts. So that could be promoting food drives, fun drives. Um, and then the main way is through social media. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of challenging them to find creative ways to talk about things going on with Feeding Tampa Bay or, you know, spreading or sharing some, you know, facts that they've learned about food insecurity and ways to give back and help. So, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where it merges with student ambassadors as well. And how do you sign up? I know it's, it's covet, a coveted spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand new. It's a coveted spot. Yeah. Everything. Is, so yeah. you sign up, you have signups, you send out, mm-hmm. how, do, how do they get involved? Yeah, so I don't remember when we first started. We recruiting. opened up applications in February. Um, mm-hmm. In January, we started reaching out to all these different high schools to kind of meet students where they were at and tell them about the program. Um, but applications were open from February until the end of April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kate and I went through those. We got like near. 70 applications um, we were trying to admit about 30 students into the cohort um, and I think out of the 30 who were accepted 21 chose to join mm-hmm. us um, and so that was a really difficult difficult process mm-hmm. um, but we also realized we don't really have the space to accommodate for 70 mm-hmm. students but we will yeah, yeah. <laughs> but soon we will so that was kind of the hurdle for that one and we wanted it to be a really impactful program mm-hmm. um, not that change makers and student ambassadors aren't I just think we have a greater capacity to like do what needs to be done with those programs with more people, mm-hmm. but with Catalyst, they're coming in every Wednesday, and so we wanted students who actually wanted to put in the effort yeah. to post on social media, actually come to the meetings and like engage with us, so mm-hmm. that was kind of the goal with that, and obviously that can be like a changing goal as we have more space Absolutely. and resources. Yeah. So you guys have had one? One cohort? Yes. For that? Yes. Yeah, we're and currently then, in, in the in first it. one. When will the next one be? Are you going to do them during holiday times? Is it going to be summers? When is the next cohort planned? Since this is the first one and we're halfway through the first one, we're thinking that next year will still be a summer program. It's when people are most available. Yeah. Um, if there's opportunity in the future to think of like, Spring break is tough because I don't know how many right. how many people want to sit in a classroom during spring break, even though we make it fun. Um, but there's there may be possibility to do it throughout the school year, you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But for now, it's going to remain a summer program. Got it. You know, Got it. So. it works out well for the students, obviously, because they're out of school. But also for us, it kind of works out well because the student ambassador program doesn't run through the summer, mm-hmm. so okay. it gives us more space to like commit yeah. our yeah. energy okay. towards Catalyst. Which and is then those high schoolers, technically, because they're volunteering. They're in a leadership class, if you will, uh, training. Um, they get community service hours, which is really important for yep. our Florida students here mm-hmm. um, for the Bright Futures program, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep that so was, you can learn, get your yeah. community service hours, all of the things, mm-hmm. have a good time, make new friends. <laughs> yep. All of those things. Yes. Make the coveted list yeah. where you can actually <laughs> yeah. join. It's definitely something they can brag about on their resumes and sure. like well, as I'm they're sure. going into college. Yeah. Um, well, even as they're getting jobs as a high schooler. Because mm-hmm. if you think of all the high schools we have, everybody's trying to go for those jobs, mm-hmm. right? And they can say, hey, I do, you know, it looks great on a young person's resume too. Yeah. And something we're doing to try to bolster kind of that whole 
I guess topic um, is our last meeting is something called like our final project portfolio workshop um, and so in that meeting we're going to be having them write up uh, like two page reflections on their volunteer experiences mm -hmm. and what all they learned in the lessons um, and the goal of that is to one not like give them homework during the summer <laughs> like outside of the program yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're doing yeah. it in-house and then two so that their experiences are consolidated and they can use that for college or jobs or yeah. uh, the things that you had said but with that, like the whole final project portfolio idea came from my experiences, like in different programs, the ones that were the most impactful were the ones where I could actually speak about them in job mm -hmm. interviews. Right. Like I could go through a whole program and if I don't like actually reflect on that experience, it's kind of <laughs> like, what's the, right. what's the point? <laughs> right, right, absolutely. So that's, every, well, we're, we're gonna say every summer. Yeah, because I have great hopes because <laughs> it's an amazing program and the mm -hmm. things that you guys come up with. But then student ambassadors is a little bit different. What is student ambassadors? Right. All right. So, yeah, our student ambassadors program, it runs during the standard school year. We have a fall cohort and a spring cohort. Mm -hmm. um, and it's anyone who's college enrolled and lives in the Tampa Bay area. So we have some students who technically attend schools that are out of state, but they live in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, so as long as they're college enrolled and live around here, they are more than welcome to apply for the program. Um, and this one, like we talked about before, is really focused in on advocacy and education around food insecurity. Mm -hmm. So these students, um, they come in for, or they don't come in, we do them on Zoom, but we have monthly meetings with them where we talk about food insecurity and how it intersects with other social issues. Mm -hmm. um, so there's lessons on food insecurity and health, food insecurity and policy. Um, and then they also have a requirement of posting on social media and volunteering with us. And they've done, this This program has, it's been so cool to see how it's grown because before the post might just be, you know, a picture of the outside of the building, whatever, but they're getting creative now. They're on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. they're doing Day of My Life at yeah. Trinity Cafe, yeah. the whole thing, so. I actually um, saw that one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, They're okay. wonderful, they're okay. pretty cool. They're really getting into it. And what I love too is their posts aren't, you know, they're not just copy and paste, maybe, you know, a fact or two from our website. It's talking about events that we're having. It's talking about, you know, pop-up pantries that we're having during mm -hmm. disaster relief efforts. Um, and then, of course, it's sharing their volunteer experience and showing what a good time they're having to right. hopefully get even more, um, you know, supporters and volunteers on this side. So yeah. they've been incredible, and it's a pretty self-sufficient program, which is really wonderful, too, as it <laughs> continues to grow. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the interesting thing to me is all of these, uh, you know, either you're introducing really young ones to mm -hmm. volunteering and those opportunities with their family or then you have go all the way up to college and volunteering it's like you're giving of your time and we couldn't live without the volunteers but our volunteer team which you guys are it's part of your um our team department, yeah. mm -hmm. your department your team um it's so rewarding like if you don't volunteer, you haven't encouraged your kids of all ages to get in there and volunteer. This is a great way to learn, but you have so much fun. You guys play the right music. You do all the things. You know, there's kids, adults dancing through the warehouse. Yeah. We're we were rocking out to 80s rock today. It was like, yeah. yeah. It definitely but, helps I mean, it's just, cool team you make members. It so fun. For sure, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so it's... Um, Really supporting that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and and people having a good time doing it. It's really about your soul as well. Yeah, yeah. you're helping other people, but kind guess what? You're helping yourself. Exactly. Like speaking to that point and the student ambassador program, I think when I came in 
to this role and also just like kind of leading the student ambassador program. I had just graduated from college and so I realized how important fostering that sense of community was because the first two years I, I went to FSU and so when I was in Tallahassee for the first two yes. years. Yes. Go no. <laughs> yeah, you got um, us right here. Yes. <laughs> I felt really disconnected from the community. I felt like I was just going to college and like not engaging in actual like Tallahassee. Um, so when I came here and I would interact with the student ambassadors, a big part of it was like connecting them to Tampa Bay if a lot of them weren't from here and also like relying on each other like college can be like really mentally emotionally draining mm -hmm. so like giving mm -hmm. students a space to connect with other students and kind of not think about all the mental stressors of college mm -hmm. was also really important as like we went through each semester so that's that was really fun for me that's really great that you do that. And I think both of you are using your life experiences, something that you found lacking on how you can help other people. So you're feeding people. You're helping teach them to be part of a community. You're giving them a community service hours. But really, overall, you're making them better people. Hopefully. Understand? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, if you hang in there, I would think so. You know? I think and I've so. seen the yeah. social posts. You know, and, and that all goes to taking the stigma away from needing help and mm -hmm. understanding people and taking away judgment and just really raising better humans. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are a really big part of that. Oh, so thanks. thank you. Yeah. I love these programs. I think they're wonderful <laughs> and amazing. When I was raising my kids, we didn't have things like that. We weren't thoughtful like that. Right. Um, and this is really changing folks. Yeah. So Chelsea, you mentioned college. I did. You graduated <laughs> last year. <laughs> you graduated last year, so you've almost been here a year. Mm -hmm. um, I know Kate can lean into the talents that you've brought to Feeding Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So what's going on with you now? So bittersweetly, um, my last day at Feeding Tampa Bay will be July 28th. I'm going mm -hmm. back to school this fall. Um, so I'm in the process of moving up to New York to start a journalism program, um, mm -hmm. specifically for documentary making. Nice. So, so documentary, documentary mm -hmm. films. <laughs> yeah, we're so proud of her. Yeah. I, yeah. I know, so proud. I mean, she's got to come back and do something on food insecurity. Yeah. I told her we'll always come be home. here, so, you yeah. know, and come on back. <laughs> Honestly, like, that is the goal, like, with what I'll be studying, like taking my experiences, not just like working with food insecurity in Tampa Bay, but um, this kind of goes a little bit further back. But when I was first applying to jobs, it was really cool that I got hired here. Mm -hmm. One, because I got hired, but also because like <laughs> this God, was right? the most <laughs> aligned with like what I found valuable. Mm -hmm. um, I was working at this organization, or not organization, it was more like a volunteer thing called Food Not Bombs, and we would mm -hmm. serve free hot meals. Um, and so when I heard of Trinity Cafe, I was like, that's a match. And then also uh, when I heard about the Fresh Force program, mm -hmm. it aligned with like some previous bail fund work I had done. And I was like, this is just all the social things that I would like to see change mm -hmm. in one organization, like trying to implement that in their community. So. Yeah. That's why I came here, and now, like going into this next program, I feel like I'm taking those topics, and that's like what I want to, I guess, make documentaries about. So, Heck yeah, yeah, proud, to say the least. incremental so proud. in those. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're sad to see you go. You know it. You've brought a lot to the table, as Thomas says. You um, made us better by being with us, and we thank you. And Thank we wish you, you all <laughs> the very, very best life has to offer. Don't forget us. Check in. Right. Don't forget tag me. us on so <laughs> tag us you. on social so we know what's going on in the big NYC. Yeah. And thank both of you for everything that you do, all the heart you put into it, and just really being an amazing part of our team. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
time to welcome our rock star family. That's right. This is a family from Kate and Chelsea, which we're going to talk to later, mm-hmm. that they were like, you have got to talk to the Coles. Yeah, yeah. They're amazing. And then I told Thomas Mance that we were having the Coles on the podcast, and he was like, nice. <laughs> right? He's a big fan of yours, too. So uh-huh. we have Justin, yes. who's dad. We have Amy, who is mom. We have Stella, who's the big sister. Mm-hmm. And we have Grayson, who's the big boy of the family, right? <laughs> you big boy of the family? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So welcome to Stick a Fork in It, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for, us. Thank you for you're, you're here for family night. Yes. We're on location at the food bank, so you can go do your volunteer. How long have you guys been doing family night? Oof. I mean, probably... It's a great question. <laughs> a, a year plus, right? Yes. Consistently. Okay. Consistently, yeah. Before yeah. that, we would do it a little bit more sporadically. Yeah. But now, every first Friday of every month, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. the good first Friday. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's where you can bring your whole family. So what brought you to the food bank? What brought you to Family Nights? How were you introduced? Um, I mean, I guess it was kind of a series of things over many years. Um a handful of years ago, I met Thomas through a business fr- a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and we had lunch, and he, yeah. anybody who knows him knows how inspiring he is and encouraging he is, and he had a big impact on me by telling the story mm-hmm. of food insecurity mm-hmm. and not only the problem, but the solutions to it. And so pretty quickly, we were emotionally invested but I would say that... But then uh, after your meeting with him, he came home from that lunch and said, you have to meet Thomas. And, yeah. and he was very inspired. And then, then I set up a meeting with Thomas and came here to the food bank. And um, he toured the facility and gave me a tour of the facility. Uh-huh. And we had a wonderful conversation. And after that, I went home and we, we sat down and just had a real long talk about how can we be more involved and mm-hmm. what can we do and... It was, yeah, and that was the start of it. Yeah, kind of an interesting moment for us as a family, though, was we had done some level, had some level involvement with Feeding Tampa Bay, um, you know, probably 2018, 2019. But it was, it was kind of transactional. It was kind of, in, in my opinion, a little Mickey Mouse. And in 2020, when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. Um, we had kind of a big revelation because that was kind of the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in time that they were talking about the supply chain and food, and we're not doomsday preppers, so we don't have a huge uh, freezer full no, of food. I go to Publix yeah. three times a week. For yeah. certain. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, <laughs> as needed. Right. And, um, you know, one evening, you know, I, I just I got scared. And I said, you know, like, what if food stops? Like, you know, there's stuff here for a little while, but not a long time. And... I think that was the first time that I ever personally felt food insecure. Mm. And for for me, it gave me the perspective that people feel that way every day Mm. and have for many years and unfortunately will continue for many years. And so 
The next morning, we donated 10,000 meals. Wow. And as the world opened up, we just became more and more involved with feeding Tampa Bay on a more tangible level. Right. Yeah. So it took a, an understanding, like your heart got involved. Oh, yes. For certain. I mean, you know, food insecurity is something that I think is tangible to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's kind of, you've, we've all seen it if we've walked through a, a city, right? Yes. But, and we've all kind of, we can understand it, but like I, I, in that moment, I felt like we felt it. Mm, And that's a big difference, you know, having that emotional connection to it. And um, so we always knew we were going to be very involved with Feeding Tampa Bay, but I think that was the the big catalyst Mm -hmm. and a lot of reprioritization of our lives and our time during that time period as well. And yeah, yeah. so that was. And fortunately the pandemic, you know, because it didn't discriminate, right? No. It wasn't like if you drive through a city and that's what you see is food insecurity, it was hardworking families, sure. you know, and inflation has brought the, us to that again. Yes. You know, going to the grocery store, I about pass out my three times a week. <laughs> yes. And I'm feeding teenagers. Yeah, oh, so, goodness, yeah. Get ready, y'all. Well, boys. <laughs> uh, boys and girls. Okay. I think the girls eat more than the boys, I'm oh, not going to lie. Really? Oh, <laughs> I call yeah. them the locusts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm For like, but sure. wait a minute, I just bought. <laughs> a whole box. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we're all feeling it in that pinch. And then seniors. Yeah. Like, you yes. think about seniors that are on a fixed income. But to me, what touches me the most is that it, it's we're still in that culture where it's the dream of retirement. Mm. Right? There's still folks that I'm definitely not in that genre. But mm. behind me are people that that was their dream. And they can't afford to feed themselves or their pets. For certain. For that matter. Yeah. So it's just kind of humanized that plight for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's brought folks like you guys into our world. So tell us about your daily life. You know, your careers. What is it to be part of your family? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a big question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think our daily life changes daily uh, with mm-hmm. the kids, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it feels like every every week they turn into mm-hmm. new beings at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, But, you know, actually, you know, so one of the interesting things, and again, kind of coming out of that, uh, that mind shift that we had back in 2020, we actually uh, re-prioritized our lives. And a lot of what we were doing before was kind of what everybody else does and and has done is this kind of hamster wheel. And Mm -hmm. like, you don't really have control over your time and your days. And so... We made some pretty big changes. I own a small business and I ended up hiring a lot more so that I could lift myself out of it and have more flexibility and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy ended up um, leaving her, her career and started to really focus on our kind of philanthropic uh, focus of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we live with a lot of intention now. Uh, we, I can't say we did before. I don't feel like our schedules are much looser than they ever were, but right. but at least they're very filled with things that are meaningful mm-hmm. to us yes. and, and right. intentional. Yeah. So instead of a work-life balance, it's a life balance. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Absolutely. That's For awesome. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, getting our children involved is extremely important for us. Mm-hmm. And, getting them involved in the community and what does that mean and what that looks like. Yeah. That's that's a big focus for our mm-hmm. family. And that was a big change that we made that we didn't do before. Mm-hmm. So how did that, Amy, how did that start? Because you just mentioned she's, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the philanthropic leader mm-hmm. of the family. How did, how did that, how did that happen? 
started in 2020 with the pandemic. So mm -hmm. once we made that life change or that family change to allow ourselves more time, that's when we started to fill that time and space with mm -hmm. different organizations within the community. And Feeding Tampa Bay was a big catalyst for that. I mean, that's where we started, I want to say, our venture. Um, there and, were, and I would say prior to that, it was, it was a part, but it was a smaller part than right. we wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. right. And so that was kind of the, the, you know, the reflection time, you know, kind of 2020 was a, was a year of learning for us. Mm -hmm. 2021 was more of a year of kind of like implementing our new mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, maybe, you know, 5% of our lives were filled with, you know, the, the giving back and the philanthropic type stuff. And, you know, now maybe it's, you know, 30% of our lives and, mm -hmm. you know, our days and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it was just a refocus for us. Um, and one of the things that we've noticed through that process is that, you know, because we, we get a lot of friends and, and people in the area that basically ask, like, how do I get involved and I want to do more? And, you know, it's an interesting thing because once you get into doing something, mm -hmm. you start speaking to people who also do other things. And so, you know, our, our time got really filled with all of yeah. these different yeah. organizations right. and Feeding Tampa Bay being one of them. And so it's, it really does compound on itself once you have the ability to, to kind of be involved and, and, start, and start your walk on that path. And I think another piece I'd add, too, is when we started that journey, it was very hard to find things for the kids at the age that they were at at 100%. the time mm -hmm. to be involved in. And Feeding Tampa Bay was one of those organizations where there were no nope. age minimums, right, no. for a child to give back or, or right. to learn what it what does it mean to be food insecure. So yeah. that was actually a, a big piece of it because we were not just us wanting to get involved, we wanted the whole family. Right. And to try right. to find places for the whole family to get involved was a little bit more challenging for right. us at the time. Yeah. Um, but Feeding Tampa Bay welcomed us with open arms, so yeah. that was great. Yeah, we talked about family night, but really and ch children of any age can come as long as their parents with them. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, here at the warehouse or distributions, um, you know, kids are invited to come along and, and mm -hmm. help learn what you're doing for your kids and understand. Um, so Stella, you want to talk to us for a minute? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we often ask, because we're all about food, right? Mm -hmm. Is there one thing that we all have in common? Is food? Everybody's yeah. got to eat, right? So what foods do you enjoy? I love seafood. Yeah. What's your favorite seafood? Fish. Mm. Nice. Lots nice. of options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Keeps her options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What about you, Grayson? What foods do you enjoy? Seafood. Mm. You like seafood too? <laughs> yeah. That makes it easy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan of uh, mussels, right? Mm. Wow, it, what a palate you got, my friend. squid. <laughs> oh, I like, I like squid. Calamari? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had it in pasta? No, yeah. gonna try. Yeah, you guys yeah, need to try that. Sure. I'll have to share a recipe with you. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Are there any, is this, do you guys have seafood at home or do you go out to restaurants? We go out to restaurants. Okay. Like which restaurant do you know? The uh, name of it? Teresa. 
Uh, that is right next to that's one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants it's right next to my house that's our go-to it's an excellent restaurant it yeah. is delicious we, six months ago ish I, I went to it with a friend for lunch and I literally think I went there the next week four times for lunch <laughs> right? and then I brought her for dinner and like we yeah it's so good and the kids love it too yeah, yeah it, it's I Peruvian love. food yes, right correct. it's Peruvian <laughs> yep which is new was was a new food for us. Mm-hmm. We never had Peruvian food in the past. So, yeah, we, yeah. we fell in love. Yeah. The great thing about Terracer, you could make it a date night, but totally. you can also come in in your shorts and your t-shirt after cleaning <laughs> totally. the garage. For sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sit outside. Totally. Exactly. It, we uh, love it. <laughs> that is my go-to as well. Um, so, we all say that great memories, ideas, everything good happens around a table. Do you guys as a family have a special memory that uh, you reflect on as just something that was great, a great moment? I mean, I have one that just comes to mind mm-hmm. was um, where you had the best Caesar salad you've ever had before. <laughs> and it was a summer trip that we were on, uh, an extended trip last year. And, it was uh, called... Um, Colorado. No, that yeah. was not the one. It was it was on the island. Oh. Do you have good memories from there, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, Martha's Vineyard. It was Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we ate at a restaurant called 19 Raw. And there was something just kind of great about, well, we went there a bunch of times that, that month, but... Uh, there was one night that there was just something really special about it, that it was just the four of us. We felt like probably the most togetherness that we felt because we were in a different location for an extended period of time. Stella had her most favorites. Uh, Caesar salad she's ever had in her seven years of life. So I don't know. I'm a big Caesar salad fan too. And and Grayson liked the fishies, the anchovies, so she gave him the anchovies. Oh, nice. And it was just yeah. Mussels and anchovies. Uh, yeah. You're daring, my friends. Yeah. You're like a super eater. He is, but he gets that from his sister because his sister is a great eater. She's oh, nice. fantastic. Yeah, I love of course. Eating it. Yeah, but I love that you're sharing it because you love the Caesar salad. But, you know, the anchovies mm-hmm. were passing on to your brother, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yep. That's the great thing about having a sibling. You can share the things yeah. that you might not be your, you know, the yeah. best thing for you. Yeah, for sure. This yeah. one loves it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we kind of got went through why hunger relief. That would be our next question. Um Tell us about, you know, you mentioned, you know, Feeding Tampa Bay and and gosh, we appreciate you guys being ambassadors for us and giving of your time and um, just sharing our work in every way. But what other organizations, you talked about meeting other friends and this is kind of, they are interested in the things. What other organizations in Tampa Bay can families get involved with where their kids can be included? So, I mean, it's still a bit, what's you can share that, yeah. St. Joseph's Children Hospital. Okay. Yeah. I think we're twins because I volunteered there too. <laughs> what do you do at the Children's Hospital, Stella? Well, what have we done for them? We've had toy drives where we yes. have like these big boxes outside that people come 
if they see them and they, they come and they put toys in them if they have stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, it's done or we have a, or our boxes are filled, we take them and we go to St. Joseph's Children's Hospital so mm-hmm. we can donate them to them. Nice. Now, where are these boxes? Are they at your home? Are they at your school? They're at our school okay. and our home. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So you yeah. get your neighbors involved and you're at school. Yes. What's so, the name of you guys' school? Corbett Prep. Corbett Prep. Corbett mm-hmm. Prep. Mm-hmm. Formerly IDS. Mm-hmm. I, too, am a Corbett parent. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful school to go to, right? Outside. Yeah, for sure. And inside and the right. people. It's a, um, it's been an amazing community. Yeah, it yeah. really, really is. I, I say the outside because when a family, for me, I'm speaking from personal experience, when you walk up, um, it's like a sense of peace before you even get in the building. Obviously, the staff is wonderful and they teach wonderful things. And, and um, I just loved our kids being there. But it's stepping out of your car. Mm-hmm. It was safe. Yes. And uh, not of nature yeah. and the pathways. Um, so it's a great school to go to, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. They're in love with it. They can't wait to go nice. back. <laughs> you miss it. You miss they everybody. Do. They do. So last year, Corbett had 422 volunteers come through feeding Tampa Bay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it was, well, you know, that's actually kind of a cool story, too, yeah. Um, yeah. because we're kind of talking about, like, people who want to get involved. and. Yeah. Like you just, you never know what a conversation leads to. And so we were having a conversation with the head of the school uh, early last year. And it was not about anything specific, but you know, some things about our you know, shared life values, I guess, came up. And he suggested to the board there that we be part of their outreach program, and they wanted us to head that for them. And um, so that conversation, it's like the butterfly wing effect, right? Mm -hmm. It was just a quick conversation, and that turned into that school being very involved with Feeding Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. last year. Did you want to say something? Okay. Uh, Being very involved with Feeding Tampa Bay last year, and I think the final number of meals impacted was 102,000 meals. Wow. Yeah. wow. It was over 1,000 service hours. Yeah. Wow. And, so. and so I kind of did the math on that. 102,000 meals, if you think of a person, you know, three squares a day, mm-hmm. that would feed one person for 93 years. Wow. 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 <laughs> so that was a pretty awesome impact. Mm-hmm. It really is, especially with how many children are struggling with food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, Stella and Grayson, how does it make you feel knowing that with your parents and the families and your school and your friends that you're making sure that other kids are eating? Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? How does it make you feel to make sure other kids have food? It makes me feel happy because, like, other people can have food when we do, too. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. They should, shouldn't they? And some don't when we have to give some to them. Mm-hmm. You do, and you guys have been a huge help. All of those meals with all of your family and friends, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have been at the hospital, which those kids need your help too. New toys, right? Sure. When kids are struggling. What other volunteer opportunities have you done? Are there other ones? Go ahead, Grayson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is there any other things that we volunteer and do? Yeah. As a family, what do, what do we do? Um, um, same those children's hospital. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. And I know they appreciate you so what much. And, that, and what, other, what other things have we done? Think of things like after Gasparilla and on the beaches. What is some stuff that we've done <laughs> that you kids have been able to help with? Keep... Um, Oh, Tampa Bay beautiful. Aw, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys are cleaning up the beaches and mm-hmm. parks or really anywhere you walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> Th- that was one of the, the f- first things like yeah, that. Yeah, and when I always see um, trash when I go for a and a walk with my mommy, um, I pick up trash and... Um, um, and find trash can to float away. That's good. That's exactly right. And do you get your friends to do that as well? Do you tell them you should do it with me? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's a lot of people doing really good things, aren't? Isn't it, Grayson? Right. All those things. All those people you're helping. <laughs> yeah. That that was one of the organizations that we felt early on that we were able to get the kids involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very limited, and I'd say that it's been fun to watch how involved Feeding Tampa Bay has been and bringing the whole family in, mm-hmm. you know, family nights and all the other programs that you guys are doing. Um, but you're starting to see other organizations follow suit. I really feel like Feeding Tampa Bay has been a trailblazer to say, hey, you know, we can't just focus on you know, ten age ten plus yes. people. A lot of families want to do that a lot younger, and and you, you know, kind of a, a thought that I have on that. I mean, kids. Do you have kids by chance? I don't. Okay, I don't. so so you do, and so anybody who has children, you usually see that like yeah. when they're very young, they just naturally are connected to people mm-hmm. and want to help people. You mm-hmm. know, from the moment that they have that kind of like. Uh, spatial awareness that other people exist they they want to help and so you need to kind of get to them and yeah. and water those those seeds mm-hmm. earlier on and the fact that feeding Tampa Bay allows families to do that is huge and I think that a lot of other organizations are starting to follow suit and that's that's a that's an awesome thing mm-hmm. yeah, another organization that we're involved um, that really we're connected to a lot is the Heart Gallery of Tampa mm-hmm. and then the Heart Gallery of Pinellas and Pasco. Mm-hmm. And tell us what the Heart Gallery's mission is. So they help children find their forever families. Yes. Yeah. And do you work homes. there? I volunteer there. Because it's really important for a, for a little boy or a little girl to have a family, mm-hmm. right? Totally. Like you do, somebody who loves you and helps you grow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. It mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I think everything that you guys do and are doing is important. Mm-hmm. And you're amazing. And other families should approach this as a family. You know, you guys, Grayson and Stella, you guys are learning so many things that a m- lot of people it takes so they're grown. 
they're grown up before they're kind and think about trash and picking it up or feeding kids and other people. You guys are doing wonderful things. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So our time around the table for today is coming to a close. And and something that we ask all of our guests, this is inspired by Mr. Mance. I'm excited and nervous at the same time. You know, there's one that I'll share with you later that he normally asks, but we're doing we're okay. going this way. Okay. Um, if you were to gather around a table mm-hmm. as a family and you were to invite people to join you at that table, they could be somebody who's here with us or someone who may not be in our sites right now, mm-hmm. who would join you around the table for a meal? I would say you too. Aw, thank you. <laughs> That was oh, really man. good. Right. All right. Well, now you're now you're in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yep. For so sure. what are we eating? <laughs> Terrasur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're you're gonna love yeah. Terrasur. I'll tell you right it comes now. It's highly recommended. So it's delicious. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, you guys, we have to let you get to family night. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you enough how much we are thankful mm-hmm. for you um, and you using your voice mm-hmm. and millions of meals and helping lead. Yeah an amazing school in Tampa Bay uh, to help our community. Mm. It's what we need to be better human beings. And you guys are leading the charge, so thank you. Oh my goodness, oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, that school makes that. us better human beings, I have to say. <laughs> it's, you're oh. in your place, that's yeah. your place. I think uh, I think everybody makes us better human beings. You know, yes. we learn a lot from each other. We do. You have to be open to learn. You do. I know from being here at Feeding Tampa Bay, we were just talking earlier today. There's so many people with our Fresh Force program, folks who had barriers to employment. The things that you learn from anyone, yes. whether they're your at Trinity Cafe, yeah. um, and you're serving someone who doesn't have a home, mm-hmm. there's a reason. And to be able to stop and take a breath and understand why somebody's where they are is so important for us but to teach our kids for certain absolutely absolutely it makes us richer people yeah. i am i've been um what a, i'm five six years yeah. in hunger relief i am a much better human being yeah. and learned more in those six years than my 21 years in nonprofit. yeah, yeah. well I, no, I would say we yeah. are we, we are now <laughs> eight years into being parents yes and it's funny because people will say oh you're teaching your kids great lessons and it's I find that to actually be hilarious <laughs> because we are not teaching them lessons. They've taught us the lessons. Yeah, you're growing together. And we are just trying to nurture what mm-hmm. they're teaching us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how parenting's done. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok at Beating Tampa Bay. <laughs>